0: Horrific Network Entertainment. Well, welcome, folks, to a new podcast series. That we are doing covering the road to Wrestlemania. As you know, if you listen to my show, I've mentioned on the horrific podcast multiple times that I'm going to Wrestlemania 40 here in under 50 days. And it is going to be a hell of a time as it is shaping up. So what does that mean for this podcast? I am going back and watching every WrestleMania, 1 through 39, and giving my opinion on it, man. And that starts with WrestleMania 1. And WrestleMania was the inaugural WrestleMania, obviously, held at the world-famous Madison Square Garden, March 31st, 1985. It was hosted... Or I should say, commentated by the great uh, Gorill Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Uh, it had a uh, audience of nineteen thousand, and it was, of course, uh, not on pay per view yet. It was on, um, it was on the uh, closed circuit television. And one thing I will say about this thing, man, is WrestleMania one was very short, like super short. And so we're going to go match my match. I'm going to give opinions. And then when we get into WrestleMania two, which is also part of this uh, episode, we will get into that storyline and that angle and that was also a lot of fun and it was uh, an interesting concept that they were able to do obviously the success of wrestlemania 1 led us into wrestlemania 2 which like i like i said we'll we'll get into here uh, momentarily but wrestlemania 1 let's break down this card um Tito Santana. We open with Tito Santana defeating the Executioner by submission. This was a match that, uh, you know, it was without question old school wrestling, like back in the uh, back in the the time period of this thing, with with really, um, you know, when you look at this back in 1985. And you look at the total runtime of the original Wrestlemania. It was only 2 hours and, and 15 minutes. And the bulk of that was a lot of the uh, spectacle. This match, the first match was uh, 4 minutes and 49 seconds. And it was whatever, honestly. As was the next match, King Kong Bundy beats Special Delivery Jones by pinfall. In 24 seconds, that was a match that only only uh, lasted 24 seconds, and then was beat beaten by The Rock, who as uh, is, is of course part of WrestleMania 40. Um, in nine seconds at WrestleMania 32, these two opening matches were so fast that it really didn't matter to me and honestly the third match you know Ricky Steamboat defeating Matt Bourne was another one that was only was actually four minutes and 39 seconds and that was cool to watch Ricky Steamboat wrestle but these matches they're flying by like they are flying by But then we get into the next two matches, and that's kind of where this thing takes a little bit of a turn, and that is where we uh, we have the the tag team uh, are the the not a uh, tag team champions, but we have Brutus Beefcake, who wasn't the barber yet; he was just Brutus Beefcake. Versus David Sammartino. Now this match, Johnny Valentine is in Beefcake's corner, and Bruno, the great Bruno Sammartino, was in his son's corner. This one is the longest match of the night, and I would say, up until the main event, it's probably the best match of the night. It may even be the best match of the night. Uh, ends in a double disqualification. Bruno gets involved. Valent gets involved. All chaos. All the time in this thing, but up until the point of it ending, it was a solid match. Um, you know, Brutus in these early WrestleManias definitely goes through somewhat of a transformation. He goes through this uh, metamorphosis into what would become Brutus the Barber Beefcake, which I uh, I actually enjoy quite a bit watching how these characters progress and we'll get into more of that like when we get into uh wrestlemania three four and five because there is a a a pretty brad um long story there that is interesting to me and will be a uh, a fun one i think In the long run to actually uh, talk about and contemplate. But up until that point, man, there really wasn't a uh, big time anything going on. And I think that uh, when we look at things, it really is one of those things where Brutus... And uh, David San Martino kind of like turned the event in the first four. We then go to Junkyard Dog and um, Greg Valentine. And that was for the Intercontinental Championship. And that was one that was fun to watch as well because Greg Valentine with the old school Intercontinental title was... I got a kick out of watching that. Um, Junkyard Dog was insanely popular. Like the crowd loved him. And my uncle tells stories of watching Junkyard Dog from back in the day. I don't know how much, you know, how true all that actually is. If he actually did watch Junkyard back in the day. I'm sure he did he tell stories about rocky johnson coming to our hometown in some ship building and they would upstairs of this ship building was the ring and man like to be able to go time travel and be in that environment would uh, be a lot of fun he defeats valentine valentine leaves um, valentine leaves by And he, he loses by count out at 6.55. Another match that matches that, 6.55 exactly, was the uh, Body Slam Challenge. Or I'm sorry, no. Was another tag match where the Iron Sheik and Volkov, Nikolai Volkov
1: with his, his
0: international, so Sheik is from Iran, and... Nikolai from the USSR, Mother Russia, Mother Russia. Nikolai like does not win at WrestleMania very often, like at all. When he goes on and he forms the the Bolsheviks, um, I don't think they ever win at WrestleMania, but they do get a win here. Sheik and Volkov, you know, coming off of Sheik's you know title run. Uh, he's still kind of like a formidable opponent and he is able to, you know, him and Nikolai defeat the U S express, which is Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo soon to be IRS with the million dollar man. But before that, um, and of course the father of the late, the late great Bray Wyatt and, uh, Bo Dallas, but, uh, he, the, the, Sheik and Nikolai win. And this match was good. Like, again, I was just kind of blown away with how how fast they're pumping these out. They're pumping them out, pumping them out. Andre the Giant defeats Big John Stud in the Body Slam Challenge. Where Stud, um, Stud... Offered 15 grand to anybody who could body slam him. So all Andre had to do, Andre is a good guy at this point. All he has to do is body slam Big John Stud. And in 5 minutes and 53 seconds, he is able to accomplish that task. Andre here is, he is not in the greatest of shape, but he's not in the physical condition where his body's just breaking down, like we'll we'll see by WrestleMania six and seven, sadly. Um, but it was a uh, you know an entertaining thing. Andre's passing out the fifteen grand out of the duffel bag after he he slams Stud. The co kind of main event of the evening, Wendy Richter comes out. You have that classic shot of her walking out of the tunnel with Cindy Lauper. Defeats Leilani Kai, which is an interesting thing, uh, as Kai would come back, and we'll get to it when we get there at WrestleMania 10 to lose to Alundra Blaze. But so Leilani Kai fighting for the women's title and losing at WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 2. Or, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 10. The uh, whole match in itself, 6 minutes, 14 seconds was pretty simple and it was pretty like it went really fast it was not a bad match but this was totally the spectacle of Richter and Lopper is the thing that stands out but the thing that was great was the guests like Liberace, Muhammad Ali they come out and they have this main event With Piper and Orndorff versus Hogan and Mr. T. Like I said, up until this point, I gave the match of the night to Beefcake and San Martino. And a close second to Junkyard Dog and Valentine. But this main event was the best match of this card. Um, Hogan and Mr. T... Piper and Orndorff really, really, uh, enjoyed that match a lot. And that is what, um, that is what I would, I would say was the best part, man. Um, they go back and forth. Of course it ends, you know, Superfly Snuka is in. The good guy's corner and Randy Orton's father, the legendary heel with a cast on his arm, Bob Orndorf, is with the uh, bad guys. And it ends with Orndorf trying to come off of the top or out of the top. And he nails Orndorf with the cast by mistake. And that leads to the pin. Uh, we have a lot of fun at the end, posing, celebrating, all kinds, like I said, all kinds of good stuff. And with that, we transition to WrestleMania 2. So, WrestleMania Two, man, is a triple threat. This is we have uh, broadcasts coming in from the Memorial Coliseum in New York. Just not the MSG. This is in Uniondale instead of uh, instead of uh, Madison Square Garden. We have also coming from Chicago and Los Angeles total combined attendance is 40,000 between the three venues and we have some good matches but what we also have is a lot of fun with the um, historical stuff that I have been able to find for you and part of that is the, um, the big press conference that took place before WrestleMania two, And this press conference is pretty cool to go back and watch. You can watch it on our YouTube channel right now. Or you can um, listen to it here as part of this show, man. And this will be something that we are able to do throughout this series, is find some old clips, and you can watch all of them on a, on a playlist I've, I have on our YouTube channel called Road to WrestleMania, but this will kind of break down what it was like, what the excitement level was going into WrestleMania 2, and then I'll be back with my overall thoughts on the event.
2: Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
3: And now, to welcome
4: somebody who's a legend in the World Wrestling Federation, let's go to Chicago with Gorilla Monsoon.
1: Thank you, Basil. Uh, Certainly a pleasure to be here in Chicago. Tremendous uh, media turnout here as they are just ecstatic about being chosen as one of the prime sites for probably the uh, greatest wrestling extravaganza of all time to go down WrestleMania 2. And with that 20-man battle royal appearing here, they're even more happy about it. Right now, let's go to another one of my colleagues, Amin Jean Oaklin in Los Angeles.
4: We'll be back after a quick break.
2: Ever wondered what it takes to make it in the movie business? Peel back the curtain with 4-6 Success Filmmaking. 4-6 Success Filmmaking is where filmmakers share their stories and the secrets.
5: It's
6: beyond competitive out there.
0: There have been movies that it's taken me 10 years to get made. Don't wait to create. Like, you've got to just keep making stuff.
5: Tune in to
2: 4-6 Success Filmmaking for your dose of cinematic realness, direct from the voices that have lived it. All right. I thank you very much, Gorilla Monsoon. And welcome to the press corps here this morning in Los Angeles. Southern California and the entire West Coast sharing in the excitement of the worldwide presentation of a three arena card reaching the largest ever live audience with closed circuit TV and of course pay-per-view. The event being WrestleMania 2 April 7th of 1986. We'll have more from L.A., but right now I'd like to switch it back to the Big Apple New York City.
4: Thank you, Gene. And now to begin our agenda, I'd like to introduce the voice of the World Wrestling Federation, Vince McMahon.
6: Thank you. Thank you. We uh, expect, as was outlined earlier, um, a tremendous uh, sports entertainment spectacular. Last year, we certainly stated that uh, WrestleMania One was the greatest uh, sports entertainment spectacular of all time, and we feel that uh, WrestleMania 2 is, uh, is even greater in both the sports aspect as well as the entertainment aspect. As was outlined earlier, there are three locations, three live sites for WrestleMania. The rest of the country will be hooked up by way of closed-circuit television or pay-per-view television, those three sites being Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles. Uh, the main events have been signed uh, for all three locations. In Chicago, it was brought up by Gorilla Monsoon, the 20-man over-the-top rope battle royal, over the top rope being the process of elimination. Uh, It's uh, somewhat akin to a free-for-all. In uh, Los Angeles, of course, we will have Hulk Hogan. And without a doubt, his toughest uh, title defense uh, to date, is Hulk Hogan meets King Kong Bundy in a most unusual match known as a steel cage matchup. And here in, uh, in New York, in the greater Long Island, Nassau County Coliseum, the special matchup there in the main event will be Mr. T, meeting Rowdy Roddy Piper, and it will not be a wrestling match, but rather a boxing match. We'll have further word on that later on. Uh, but right now, I would like to introduce to you a gentleman who uh, is certainly one of the most controversial athletes in the World Wrestling Federation. Would you please welcome Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> Jesse, you were supposed to make your comments over there on the, uh, on the podium. That's only your first mistake of the day. Maybe we'll have more. Take it to Jesse. Well, I just, uh, I'm here to make
7: sure that Vince McMahon tells it like it is. Jesse the Body Ventura's been rated the number one sports announcer by the San Francisco Chronicle. George Steinbrenner now thinks I'd make a great New York Yankee. And I will be here to tell it like it is for WrestleMania 2, which is going to be the greatest wrestling spectacular the world has ever seen, without a doubt, as Mr. McMahon said, from three locations. And Jesse the Body will be telling it like it is.
6: As usual. Uh, we have some footage, I believe, uh, that emanated from NBC's Saturday night main event. Uh, it involves uh, King Kong Bundy and involves Hulk Hogan. And if we have that tape footage, we can, we can roll it and show you a little preview.
3: Well, what's happening? Here's the Hulkster has Bobby the Brain. Open the air. Look at this. Heenan, this qual- From behind, there's Bundy. Where did he come from? Wham! King Kong Bundy to the rescue. He looks like the Calvary McMahon. Bundy, out of the blue. We saw him earlier. And look. Oh, no. Double team coming up with l- Morocco holding onto the holster's arms. Morocco's got the champion held against the... I love it! Fun I fun. love it, the avalanche! Heated, giving instructions in there, and here comes... Oh, no. The referee through the ropes. Right at the holster! Another avalanche! This is brutal, brutal, McMahon. Look at Bundy. He's just measuring him off. He's measuring Hogan off. Morocco holding onto the arms. The holster has lit, but Morocco holds him up. But now, the Hulks are down on the canvas. And he is hurt. What'd he say? He said, there's your champion, McMahon. Well, look, I think, Jesse, I've never seen a Hulks from this state before. He looks unconscious. Look what Morocco's doing. I believe you're right. I believe he is unconscious. Oh, wait Oh, oh no. All
6: right, we're back. There's a look at uh, some of the footage that uh, we saw last Saturday night. Uh, and uh, as a result of that footage, or a result not of the footage, but of uh, the actual action, uh, Hulk Hogan, for his first time in his life, uh, spent uh, old several hours in the hospital in terms of uh, uh, making sure that he was not uh, injured from a permanent standpoint. He certainly could have been. Uh, if you would now welcome, without a doubt, uh, one of the most awesome athletes uh, you will ever see, would you please welcome the number one contender in the World Wrestling Federation today, King Kong Bundy, for his opening remarks. <laughs>
8: You know, what I just did to Hulk Hogan, everybody saw, I think the man was down, the man was out. Like Vince McMahon said, they put him in the hospital. You know, that wasn't necessarily my intention, to put Hulk Hogan in the hospital. What I wanted was a shot at the heavyweight championship of the world. And now that's what I've got. And, you know, I didn't want to beat you, Hogan. I didn't want to beat him in front of 20 or 25,000 people. I wanted to do it in front of the world. You know, if I could take everybody back in time to last year's WrestleMania, I set the record. For the fastest pin ever in the history of the world wrestling federation nine seconds i beat the man in and you know it, it wasn't any coincidence that i picked this you know the greatest extravaganza in the history of professional sports to do this and i chose the time and now i have chose wrestlemania to become the heavyweight champion of the world i'm six foot six 468 pounds and i'm the man that should be the world champion and april 7th in los angeles hulk hogan what you got le- on that Saturday night main event in Phoenix is nothing compared to what's going to happen in that steel cage. And I'm going to come out of that steel cage, the heavyweight champion of the world.
6: Thank you, Mr. Bonnie, if you'd have a seat. Uh, and right now we'll take you to Los Angeles, me and Gene Okerlund. No doubt with someone who will have a few remarks uh, in rebuttal.
2: All right. I thank you very much, Vince McMahon. That footage from Saturday night's main event, certainly not a, a pretty picture. And as a matter of fact, it was really a, a, a nightmare. For a gentleman that I spent half of the night with at Good Samaritan Hospital in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, here in Los Angeles and back in Chicago and New York, I would like to have you welcome to our podium the heavyweight champion of the world from Venice Beach, California, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. I would have to assume that this is going to be of particular interest to those members of the press corps here in Los Angeles because this event on April the 7th will be taking place live, as well, via closed-circuit TV across the country and around the world from the Los Angeles Sports Arena, certainly this great facility being put on the map. Hulk Hogan, number one, from Phoenix, Arizona, in Saturday night's main event. Obviously, you were injured. If you could bring us up to date, to what extent?
9: Well, you know, Mean Gene, I appreciate you uh, inviting me out here. And Vince McMahon back in New York City, I can understand why you had to show the tape footage for the few people that didn't know what went down in Phoenix, Arizona. But for myself, I don't need to see it anymore because it's been a few weeks now, and I've been out here in L.A. doing a few things, and everywhere I go, whether it's the airports, whether I try to go to the gym and train, everybody wonders why this happened. And uh, it's kind of hard to answer, but there are a lot of people in this world that don't want to work real hard to get to the top. King Kong Bundy, I would say, Mean Gene, is a prime example. He brags about WrestleMania One, setting the record for squashing a man. Well, that's just fine. And he also comes out here and says he's the number one contender. I don't feel he earned it. I feel he took a cheap shot at me, man. I feel it was a shortcut to get to the top. And, you know, now that you are the number one contender, King Kong Bundy, You're going to have to climb in the ring with me in Los Angeles, California. Like you said, the whole world's going to be watching, big dude. And when you climb in the ring with me, this is modern-day society, man. I would love to just beat you right out in the center of the ring. One, two, three. Prove that I'm the ultimate wrestling machine. The number one at what I do because I stand for a lot of things, brother. A lot of things I believe and live for, such as training, saying my prayers, eating my vitamins, trying to keep a good, positive image to the little hucksters out there, man. And with all those positive things going for me, I don't think there's any way, Mean Gene, that the dude can beat me. But the point I'm trying to get to, man, the WWF, the largest wrestling body in the world today, the number one wrestling association in the world today, for some unknown reason, has deemed it seem fit, whatever word you want to use to put us in a steel cage, man. Kind of barbaric. But you know, there's going to be a result. There's going to be a winner, and there's going to be a loser. Right now, I'm the number one at what I do. I'm the world's heavyweight champion, brother. I can out-wrestle anybody, man. I can out-walk them. I can out-talk them. And if my fans want to get excited, all they got to do is come down and see Hulkamania run wild, brother, because it's for real, man. We live this thing 24 hours a day. And you know something? In a steel cage, it is kind of barbaric, like I've said before, you know. A lot of my friends, you know, they know a lot about putting fences up, man. You know, so a lot of people have dogs in their backyard. If you've ever scraped against a fence, you know what it can do to you. If you've ever tried to climb the fence in your backyard when you're a little teeny Hulkster, maybe tore your pants, maybe it dug into the skin a little bit, you know where I'm coming from. But King Kong Bundy, brother, when they put you and I in that steel cage, there's no way in, there's no way out, man. That steel cage with the kind of aggressiveness that I have for you, brother, can rearrange your looks, man. Can change your facial structure, man. Put a few extra little dents in that big fat body of yours. But the one thing that I'm happy about, the one reason I will climb in that steel cage, I'm not worried about the way I look because I'm not real good looking myself, you know. But the one reason I want to get in that steel cage, mean Gene, is because Bobby the Weasel or the Brain Heenan, the henchman that set this whole thing up with Magnificent Morocco at his side those people won't be in that ring, man. It's you and me, Bundy, in the steel cage. And like I said, there's gonna be a winner and there's gonna be a loser. And if you win that world title from me, if you can beat me in the center of a steel cage with thousands of, thousands of my fans on my side, well then I guess everything that i live for and everything that I've stood for and everything that I believe in has been all wrong. But I seriously doubt it,
2: man. Is there, is there anything uh, Hulk Hogan you'd like to say to King Kong Bundy, was joining us in New York, he can see you. Obviously, you can see him. Well, you know,
9: King Kong Bundy, I heard your comments. They were kind of short and brief. That's kind of like... kind of like the way I, I would like the match to go, you know? But this thing has turned personal, brother. When you jumped on my back, man, when you squashed me like a grape, when I took that long, slow ride, man, in that rolling coffin, and I felt those hot lights from that ambulance in my face. They had the oxygen mask, me and Gene, over my mug, had my forehead taped down so I couldn't move my head. They thought maybe my neck was broken. They thought maybe my back was broken. And the whole time that oxygen was on my face, I felt like I was being smothered. Not to mention, man, I have never been knocked out in professional wrestling. It wasn't like he just knocked the breath out of me or he knocked the wind out of me. For a minute and a half, brother, Consciously, I knew what was going down. I heard the doctors talking. I saw the kids in Phoenix, Arizona, crying and praying. I saw a police officer holding two kids in his arms. The kids were crying. The police officer was crying, brother. And it wasn't like the life. I'm sorry, it wasn't like the breath was knocked out of me. It was like he took the life out of me, man, for a minute and a half. It was like he killed Hulkamania. It was like I did see the darkness that his partner Morocco talks about. And you know something mean, Gene? If I had to climb to that steel cage with one good limb, brother, and finish my destiny right there, I will be in that steel cage no matter what condition. And yeah, when I do try to work out now, I feel the separation of the ribs, the torn muscles, and all the other gaga, which only I'm living right now. And King Kong Bundy, all I got to say, April 7th, brother, you're the number one contender. You say you're a giant. And that's what it's going to take to stay with me, brother. You better be a giant, and you better be ready, because I'm coming after you,
2: brother. All right, uh, New York, Chicago, L.A., and the world, those were the words of the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, our guest here in Los Angeles this morning. Right now, let's go back to New York and to you, Vince McMahon.
6: Thank you, Gene. Uh, We have some more footage for you we're going to show you now, uh, also emanating from uh, the same uh, area, Phoenix, Arizona, from uh, NBC. And um, it involves... Rowdy Roddy Piper and involves Mr. T and of course as we mentioned earlier that will be the main event uh, in Long Island that boxing match but right now we'll take you to footage involving Mr. T and Cowboy Bob Orton that emanates from Phoenix let's take you now to the footage
7: well I love it McMahon obviously Rowdy Roddy Piper's strategy has worked Mr. T
3: is hurt in my opinion I think the doctor's gonna stop it right here and the big hero's going down I don't think he's going down, but you can see, look at the, oh, the eye swollen shut. Boy, he must have really something it. Wait what, what T now is moving if he wants to go? Give him credit, Jesse. Mr. T wants to fight. I'll say this with one swollen eye, he actually looks better. It's more pleasing to my eyes. I'm not too sure how pleasing it's going to be. Here we go, we're going to start off again. T with another left hand back. Here. Moving right in now, All right? Look at this. T. Well, are against the rope, hammering away to the midsection, coming upstairs, downstairs. And finally, the bell has sounded, ending the round. Roddy Piper up on the apron. Oh, no! Did you see that? <laughs> beautiful shot, beautiful right hand by Cowboy Bob Mr. T, his hands held down by his side by the referee. The round officially over. The referee backing Mr. T off. And Cowboy Bob Orton gave him the biggest cheap shot we've ever seen. All
6: right. Uh, so, with that in mind, would you please welcome our next guest, Cowboy Bob Orton, along with Rowdy Roddy Piper, who faces Mr. T in Long Island. If you would walk over for your opening uh, remarks.
10: What's Ivory with an ebony behind? <laughs> the A-Team. <laughs> <I love laughs> that poor fella, that. Poor fella's out there. Poor Mr. T's out there and he's doing all this stuff. He went and got Smoke and Joe Frazier to come in his corner because he needs some help. <laughs> got this guy and he's putting this big thing together because he's got this vendetta because he could not get a hold of me last time in Wrestlemania now he wants to box me this crazed idiot. I watched him and his left hand was about six inches below his chin. That's the first thing you ought to do T is take care of that Where's Joe Fraser? You know Joe, let me tell you something if you, I don't know what your coalition is with mr t but if you have a coalition with him and you decide that you want to do something april the 7th and you want to jump in the ring sir you're gonna think you're back in manila if you try to fool with me brother and that ain't no joke i got a picture here you want to come in there do all kinds of things i got an olympic champion that i'm going to be training with i'm coming to this man's camp and you think you're a big shot you know where i'd like to have this fight Sun City, brother, because I play Sun City, and there ain't no goofing around about that. You want to be a big shot? Whatever you want to do, T. whatever you want to say, you can say it. What? Tell me something. Is this being cool? You know what he's done this year? This year to update T's image. You know how he has, Coach, you know how he has the mohawk? Well, you can see it right here. You know how he has here and here like this. The other day I saw him, and he puts that greasy stuff in, and he permed this part of his hair. Why did you do that, you idiot? I can't. I can understand that for a second. You're looking at a guy, look at me. Do you think I ain't caught a few? You're talking about some barroom brawler there that goes, there, I pitied a fool. For five years, that's the only thing I've heard this idiot say. Is I pity the fool. But then again, maybe it goes with his education. I have a great education, and I'm sitting here a pure genius, hot rod. Good luck to you. I love you, coach. <laughs> comments by
6: Mr. Yeah. Duva. Comments by
11: Mr. Duva. Maybe.
10: Oh, Mr. Duva, please come, come, come out
11: over here. Well, it's really a, a thrill. I mean, you know, being called, uh, you know, by Piper up here. Uh, this is something, I mean, I've, I've handled uh, the Olympic fighters, and I really feel, I'll tell you something, when he called me, I was I gotta do some homework on this guy. I've seen him wrestling, but what can he do about boxing? And I started looking at the moves he makes. Number one, I know one thing, he's got good mobility in the ring, he's got the smarts in the ring, he's got the heart in the ring. Let me tell you, I saw you throw that right hand a couple times. You can throw a pretty good right hand. As far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna show him a little better. I'm gonna have him training with my Olympic kids. He will positively flatten. What's his name? T-bone? <laughs> trash, T Bone. T- trash. <laughs> he will positively flatten him. That's a that's a promise.
10: I love you, coach. Thank you, man. <laughs> if you gentlemen
11: I would have a seat. I
10: love you
11: a lot. If, just have a seat, if you would, please. Oh, thank you. You're all trash. And uh, What's going
6: on there? some of your friends, just have a seat, yeah, if you how would. Are you? Take a
10: hike. <laughs> uh, uh,
6: standing by is uh, me, and Gene Okerlund, in uh, Los Angeles. Gene, if you'd take it, and I'm sure again you'll have uh, somewhat of a rebuttal.
2: I don't know if I personally are going to have any kind of a rebuttal, Vince. As far as the 88 Olympics are concerned for Mr. Duva, that may remain a question. At this time, I'm sure a man who would like to get a few things off his chest because he was standing by, listening to the comments of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Here in Los Angeles this morning, the star of the A-team and a man that has made a tremendous impact on professional wrestling, would you please welcome Mr. T. Mr. T. What in the world is that, Mr. T? This is Roddy
12: Roddy Piper. You
2: might well oh, to use this microphone. Oh, sure.
12: Man. Yeah, I hope you can see this here, Piper. I'm wearing this little funny skirt that you've been wearing, all this old stuff, you know, and you got this guy, Duva, whatever his name is, he can't help you. You might be fast, but you can't stand, stand up to my lefts and rights. You ask orton about that. I hope you can see me in New York, because I tell you, I've been plenty mad. Nobody whooped me since I was six years old, and that was my mother. You humiliated me in front of my two kids. They was crying and whatnot, so I got to avenge that. So you're going to be in trouble April the 7th. That's all I got to say. I ain't going to be doing too much talking, you know. I'm here eating my cereal to get my strength, and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be punching everybody. I'm, on the, I'm Right now, I'm issuing issue a challenge. I need some sparring partners. The other two I had, they're in the hospital. So, you know, if you're getting the guys going to make a couple hundred dollars legally, get in the ring with me a couple rounds, you know, if you can stay there, you'll get the money. If you, don't, if you don't stay two or three rounds, you don't get the money. You just get beat up with no money. So I need some new sparring partners, you know, because I'm going to be knocking everybody out, you know. Matter of fact, I... I I'm going home to see my kids this weekend. After that, I won't be a to see them no more. Can be very mean. I'm not going to be in a good mood. I won't be signing autographs. This will be the last time you see them, my goal and everything. I'm going back to the bases, back to the alley and the streets and getting rough and mean. What's that? Oh, the piper looking good. Get a good shot, buddy. Because I saw you know what you did uh, last week. You know, you snuck up behind me. And that's the way you play. You ain't got a chance to give me a heads up, one to one. So like I said, Duval, all your Olympics champion, that don't mean nothing. Because he's going to be in the ring by himself with Mr. T. And I'll tell you, that ring gonna get mighty small in there with me. I'll tell you, I hits pretty hard.
2: Uh, M- Mr. T, if I can just uh, throw a question at you.
12: Oh, Jimmy, before you throw a question, let me throw this little rubber duck. All right, now throw the question. Now let me go out there and get in a stump on it a little bit.
2: All right, uh, Mr. T is heading out into the press corps, and he has a chicken with a kilt on. Oh! Did you see that? That's the old double whammy. <laughs> Not a whole lot left of that chicken with a kilt on. <laughs> Right. Mr. T, there was comments made earlier on that you also have somebody helping you in your quest to do in Rowdy Roddy Piper during the course of WrestleMania 2. and that is Smokin' Joe Frazier. Any truth to that?
12: Yes, yes, there is truth to that. Smokin' Joe, he's a good man. It's a good combination. He's going to teach me, because Smokin' Joe know how to, because I'm going to give Piper a couple of punches on my head and all that. I'll give him two or three to get one, because all I need is one or two good shots on him. That's the way Smokin' Joe style here. He just come in. Just slow and slow. Just keep coming and get the right punch and knock you out. That's what I'm going to be doing.
2: All right, let me ask you one final question. Do you pity the fool?
12: Oh, yeah, definitely. You yeah, know, that, like he said, that's all he know. That's all I've been saying the last five, five years is I pity the fool and look out, sucker. Those are my main words. Pity the fool and look out, sucker.
2: All right, on those closing comments from Mr. T here at Los Angeles, let's go back to Gotham and Vince McMahon.
6: Checking to something else. Um... <clears throat> we talk a little bit now, if we may, about the uh, 20-man over-the-top-rope battle royal. Over-the-top-rope is the process of elimination. As we mentioned earlier, it's basically a free-for-all in which there's not a great deal of scientific wrestling knowledge applied uh, in a battle royal, thus perhaps a perfect form for some individuals who have never been in the ring before, such as William the Refrigerator Perry, who's been signed, of course, from the Bears, and he is uh, joined by Jimbo, Jim Covert, uh, also from the Bears. Also in the Battle Royal uh, will be the likes of, uh, uh, well, let me see. We have Andre the Giant, who perhaps has won more Battle Royals than, uh, than any wrestler alive at uh, 7 feet 4 inches and right around the 500-plus pound mark. Uh, notwithstanding Andre's dominance, uh, certainly we would welcome uh, Bill Freilich from the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, also, by the way, uh, uh, set uh, to be in the Battle Royal, uh, will be the likes of Big John Stud. We will hear also from Big John Stud uh, moments from now. In addition to that, two tall Jones along with Harvey Martin, uh, both of whom, of course, uh, associated with the Dallas Cowboys, have also uh, been signed. There are some uh, extra open spots that we will be filling in, uh, perhaps one or two more slots for this first uh, invitational open Battle royal. Uh, by the way, one other football player, Russ Francis, is also in the Battle royal. Right now, I'd like to introduce to you a gentleman uh, who certainly is one of the premier athletes in the National Football League. Would you please welcome Mr. Bill Fralick? Bill, coming up.
5: Maybe a few open remarks. Thank your pardon? you, pardon. Keep your mouth shut, Jesse, unless you want to get in the ring. Jesse is. Yeah. I, can I figured, see we're have I figured some fun. he was out of retirement for a reason. Uh, This has nothing to do with football. This is just a chance for me, and I jumped at it when I heard that there are going to be a few Chicago Bears involved in this. And uh, after what they did to us on a football field this year and all that's been said about it, I look at this perfect opportunity to get a shot at them and uh, something there are no rules. And uh, I haven't wrestled before except, you know, in high school and so forth. It has nothing to do with this. I've been in. I've been in the streets before, and I think this would be a perfect opportunity to show what somebody's made of. I have no wrestling experience, and I don't think it matters here. And I just like, I'm sick of hearing all the uh, wrestlers popping off, especially Jesse about the NFL and so forth. I look at this to get a shot at some of those guys, and hopefully, if Jesse will come back out of retirement, maybe I'll get a shot at him.
6: Great. Why don't you have a seat over here if you would? Uh, I'd like to introduce you, uh, from the Chicago Bears, uh, Jimbo Jim Covert. Come on out, Jimbo. Well,
4: I'd just like to thank uh, Vince for inviting me. Uh, when I heard that uh, they signed William Perry and then they signed a couple Dallas Cowboys, I figured they'd like to take a whipping like they did during the season, about 44 to nothing. So uh, maybe we give them a little bit of that. Again, I uh, figured I'd come to the rescue. I don't know if William can handle two Cowboys, but I know two Bears can handle two Cowboys any day. And uh, Bill and I played together in college, so um, we know a, a few tricks together. But uh, if we have to climb over the ring to get to each other, I think we will because uh, there will be a lot of good competition in there, especially between me and him. So we'll just go
6: out there and find out what happens at the end. All right, thank you very much. Why don't you have a seat over here if you would? Uh, and Gene Orkland, let's take it back to you uh, in Los Angeles. You also have, uh, as I understand, some uh, members uh, participating in this battle royal.
2: Well, indeed, we do, Vince. As a matter of fact, uh, you mentioned uh, the Chicago Bears, Jimbo Covert, and the refrigerator, William Perry, being part of this special invitational battle royal. That got a rise out of Mr. T. As you know, he is originally from the Windy City. However, waiting in the wings, a gentleman who hails from Los Angeles, California, he is six foot 10, He weighs 367 pounds, and I could just hear him say, "Bring on the football players. I'd like to bring him in at this time. Please welcome here in Los Angeles and across the country to Big John Studd. John Studd, please, if you would. All right, uh, Big John Studd. You've heard who some of the principals are going to be in this upcoming Battle Royal as part of WrestleMania 2. And football meets in the World Wrestling Federation for this particular event. Your comments.
13: You know, little man, this is like king of the mountain. When we put this Battle Royal together, it's not a whole lot of wrestling skills. It's called size and power. Now, take a good look at me, boys. I'm nearly seven foot tall, 400 pounds, a solid muscle. I bench press 700 pounds, and I can take men and throw them into the third row. Well, you know, I'm kind of excited because here, Titan Sports went out and they, they said, let's make this a big, outstanding event. We'll get all the big men. So they went out and they found all the big men. But the biggest man of all is Andrea the Giant. And that's who I'm after. And when this battle royal comes to a head, it's going to end up, it's going to end up me looking at Andre the Giant because all the other boys are going to be over the top rope. And then we're going to find out who is the Giant of Wrestling right in front of a hundred million people. That's it, little man. And, boys, be
2: ready. It's going to hurt. All right, Big John Studd, I don't know if that's sour grapes. Perhaps you feel that uh, you should be in the driver's seat and be the number one contender for the heavyweight championship of the world. Certainly you're not being slighted, however, being in this very prestigious battle royal. Vince, you had mentioned earlier on the king of the battle royals, perhaps one of the premier athletes of all time in professional wrestling. He hails from Grenoble, France, And in my estimation, in all due respect to William Perry and the great ones from the National Football League, here is a gentleman who stands seven foot four and a half, weighing in at 518 pounds, perhaps the biggest professional athlete of all time, our guest, Andre the Giant. Andre, come on in if you would, please. Andre, after hearing from Big John Studd and the likes of Bill Freilich, Jimbo Covert, and a host of others who are going to be in this Battle Royal. It sounds to me like this is just what the doctor ordered for you. By the way, congratulations, returning from an undefeated tour of Australia. Thank you. A Battle Royal with athletes from outside of professional wrestling. Do you have any any reservations about that whatsoever?
14: I just want to know if there's football players, that know the rules about the Battle Royal.
2: Well, I think Vince said it pretty, pretty well earlier on. There are rules of the battle royal. You're eliminated by being thrown over the top rope, but above and beyond that, it, it usually turns out to be a free for all.
14: Right, and those, those were that's the way those guys make a touchdown. That's the way I'm going to make my touchdown to throw those guys over to the top rope.
2: That would be your equation to a touchdown. Right. throwing them over the battle, uh, the top rope of the battle royal. The only way you can be I'm eliminated. I'm going to show him the real giant. Hey, what's, what's going, going on here? When it ends up me and you again? What's going on here, gentlemen? Just a second. I don't we want to get in the middle the of a confrontation like chance. this.
13: You know, I, in fact, I'd slam you right here, but I'm going to save it
14: for the banner oil. You never slammed me yeah. before. No, I knew it. I, I, really yeah, I slammed it you every time, and I cut your hair. Remember that. I don't care about my hair, but I yeah. slam you, and I get you money. I hope yeah. you come back with no, some no, more you money. You never slammed me. I can't easy, be slammed. Easy, and all gentlemen. those little boys from the NFL are going to find out I can't be slammed, but they're going
13: to find out I'm going to do a lot of slamming. Easy, gentlemen. And then please. it's going to be me and you. Remember that.
2: Save it for WrestleMania, please. We'll
14: see. Yeah, we Are going to see? and all the people are going to see it. Who's yeah. the giant? And how much is the, the purse for the barrel oil? How much money we gonna make for it?
2: It hasn't been
14: announced yet, but I understand it's gonna be enormous. I hope so, because I'm not gonna come in that train for nothing, and I'm just gonna show you who's the giant. Hey,
2: wait a minute, hey, just a
3: second, John, I, I, don't, go, I don't
14: Please, go please. Go a little decorum. I don't, I don't go to fight it. I don't go to fight it.
3: Yeah. Wait. I don't
14: take my time, don't worry. We'll still get one month before that match
2: is coming. Yeah, you be ready Are for you me. You ready remember that, all right? Gentlemen, I don't go fight, no worries. Please, let's uh, reserve those actions for WrestleMania 2 in the Battle Royal from the suburban Rosemont horizon in Chicago. Vince, I, I apologize. I certainly hope we did not disrupt your telecast and press conference back in New York, but let on that note go back to you.
6: Thank you, Gene. We're going to have uh, introduce uh, after we finish with the video portion uh, any number of guest celebrities that are also associated with the uh, with the uh, Re- WrestleMania too. But uh, right now, we'd like to we're running out of time. We'd like to open up some questions uh, to the press, and uh, with that, we would like to uh, begin with the uh, Gorilla Monsoon uh, in Chicago, uh, Geno. Vance,
1: uh, I'd like to have our first question. He's the sports director for. Uh... Premier radio station here in Chicago, WMAQ. Chet Kuppick. Come on up, Chet. Entering a brand new venture like professional wrestling. Well, uh, to answer your first part, it's going to be phenomenal. It'll be the greatest sporting event of all time, box office-wise, in my opinion, being that it's being in some, I don't know how many, thousands of markets here in the United States and in 20 foreign countries, it's just going to be an unbelievable event as far as dollars and cents is concerned. And to answer your second question, I think that football players under normal circumstances would not even consider entering the ring against a professional wrestler, but this is a battle royal. This is where you don't try to pin or, or try to submit, to have your opponent submit the way to be eliminated is to take your man and throw him over the top rope or anyone that's in that 20-man battle royal. And the last person to emerge uh, still standing inside the squared circle is obviously the winner. And uh, the, the rules are, there are no rules. To be eliminated, you're over the top rope. Once you reach the arena floor, any part of your body, you're out, you're gone until there's one man left. And believe me, when there's 40 arms and legs moving around in there, this type of battle royal is a dangerous instrument. Let's go to Los Angeles now to meet Gene for
6: a question. Back here. All right, we uh, will have some questions perhaps here uh, in a moment, but uh, we would like to go out to uh, Los Angeles. And uh, Gene, if you have someone lined up out there, beg your pardon? We have technical problems. All right, let's throw it open to the press here in New York, then, uh, for someone who might have a problem, and you're going to have to squat down into the microphone because our microphone is not working. Ah, handheld it is. Uh, who'd like to come up for a question? A lively bunch this morning.
5: Okay. I'm Blackjack Brown from WPLJ Power 95. I'd like to ask you, um, there's been rumor and speculation that you, Vince McMahon, may be Wrestling yourself against maybe someone like um, Jesse the Body.
3: <laughs> uh, you're well informed. <laughs> Elizabeth,
6: the big one's coming. No, uh, I don't have have any intention whatsoever of uh, getting into the ring. Uh, a long time ago, um, just in terms of training with some of the wrestlers, uh, I determined that I was not big enough, and more importantly, not bad enough
7: happy to sign for that match. <laughs> I'll go on the record right now saying that I will sign for that match.
6: That's, that's yours. All right, we'll have another question here since we have te- some technical problems, perhaps. Uh, another question from New York. Uh,
5: for the footballers, uh, was there any problem getting clearance from the NFL? Is there any uh, – do they have any say in what your actions are outside of the season or what you do on your own time is your own time?
6: Uh, let, let me just respond to that on, uh, and then we'll give it uh, to maybe Bill. But uh, – uh, certainly insurance policies had to be uh, squared away, uh, okays had to be given from the uh, individual teams, and I must say that uh, from every standpoint thus far, uh, every team that, uh, that is represented by a player is extremely anxious uh, for their uh, representative to do the very best they can in a battle royal. Well, let me give it to, to Bill for a comment.
5: I had no problems receiving
6: clearance.
4: Uh, Jimbo? No, no problem at all. They just said that they thought I could take care of myself when I
6: got in there, and, and uh, they said they didn't have any problems with it. Indeed, I'm sure you can. Let's take it now to Gene Okerlund in uh, Los Angeles for a question on the coast.
2: All right, very good. I thank you once again, Vince McMahon. A uh, special question from a member of the press corps, George Larimore from KNBC. I'm assuming that is radio. No, television. Television. I'm sorry. I beg What your pardon. are the rules going to be in the boxing match between Mr. T and Roddy Piper? You've talked about the rules in wrestling match. Will there be any rules at all? All right, perhaps, uh, Mr. T, you can enlighten us a little bit if there's gonna be anything different as far as boxing rules are concerned in this event with Rowdy Roddy Piper.
12: It's, it's go, go right ahead. The only rules I know, I'm gonna be doing a lot of punching, a lot of jabbing. That's why I'm gonna have Joe Frazier in the corner in case Bob Orton jump in. So that's, that's the only rules I know. We, I don't know if we're gonna be going by the Queensberry rules, but I know we're gonna be punching and jabbing. <laughs> but if he's trying something dirty, I'm just gonna take the gloves off and we're just gonna start wrestling and whatever. You know, so I'm being training for boxing. But if he want to try something dirty, I'll be ready for the dirty stuff. That's why Joe Frazier gonna be in the corner in case Bob Orton wanna take his head off and get in the ring. So Joe Frazier gonna handle the an outside, and I'm gonna handle no Piper in the ring. There's only rules I know to win.
2: All right, I thank you very much, George.
12: I like, what are the
10: rules going to be for a box match? Oh, we're going to go out there and punch. Yeah. Good rules. Yeah, the only I love referees and I love officials and I love rules because none of them give a damn to me, T. We can do whatever you want to do out there, man. Maybe we can grow some hair in your chest. You can put it on your head. huh?
6: If I can just bring it back to New York. Uh, Gene, if you guys can hear me in Los Angeles, can you bring it back to New York just for a moment? Okay, fine. Yes, uh, back uh, to you. The, the, as far as the question, answering the question more specifically, uh, Jose Torres, chairman of the New York State Athletic Commission and the World Wrestling Federation will be announcing uh, within a short period of time the actual uh, uh, rules and regulations that all parties hopefully will abide uh, by. And they'll, they'll be announced probably within, uh, within the next week. Another question uh, uh, perhaps on the coast, uh, Gene?
2: Uh, as a matter of fact, yes, uh, from the Tokyo Sports newspaper, I don't know if that's the name of the publication, Mr. Kiyaki, part of the foreign press contingent on hand here in L.A. this morning.
5: Sir. That's Roddy's. He's
10: understanding
2: them. Yeah, he's right. trying here to pretend he understands what they're saying. Gentlemen, enough for the levity back there, please.
12: He just said that uh, he has been very terribly impressed by the, all the publicity materials he has received this morning from the WWF people here at Los Angeles. However, he's wondering whether this is going to be televised live in Tokyo or not or in Japan
6: for that matter. All right, Gene, right, if we can respond to that. We're not too sure yet. Uh, we're continuing to line up uh, our foreign uh, subsidiaries and there's a very good possibility uh, that it will be aired uh, on a delayed basis uh, in, uh, in Japan.
2: All right, we thank you very much. We could take Scott it now. Mason, Jean, excuse we could, me.
6: Yes, if we could throw it uh, to Chicago, please, for Gorilla Monsoon. And Gorilla, let somebody else answer the questions.
1: <laughs> My head so let's go to don flood uh, wckg i got a question for jim covert uh after seeing these people
2: in person these wrestlers uh what do you think about being able to throw them out of a ring
4: well uh like vince and i were talking about uh there's no not really any rules you just go in and try to throw somebody out of the ring and i guess big john studs talking out there he's six ten, and i figure i'm about 6 5 that gives me enough room to reach up and grab his neck and throw him right out of the ring so uh you know, I feel I'm about the right size for that.
6: All right, perhaps, uh, Gorilla, another question from uh, Chicago. We have
1: another question, please, from Chicago. Please identify yourself. Uh, gorilla, let me give this question to Vince McMahon. We understand that William Perry is going to receive $150,000 for this appearance. Can that be confirmed?
6: I sure hope not. Are you witness? The first live heart attack uh, on coast-to-coast television. No, that's not confirmed.
1: The rest uh, almost went down
6: in New York. Uh, let's go back to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, mean Gene, perhaps a question again from LA.
2: All right. Uh, is this Stephen Herbert? No, this is Scott Mason. Right. From uh, K Rock Radio here in LA. Right. Second I
10: have a question. I have a question uh, either to you or Vince regarding the format of the show. Um, if the main event here in Los Angeles, Hulk versus King Kong Bundy, is going to have a time limit, and if not, uh, do you expect this thing
6: to go on into the night, especially on the East Coast? Um,
2: Vince, I I think probably I'm going to throw that to you.
6: (laughs) I thought you might. Um, We're not too certain. Uh, There is no time limit uh, in these steel cage matches, but uh, I think the longest, uh, due to the type of match that it is, uh, the longest uh, steel cage match I think that anyone was ever in, the duration was uh, approximately 25 minutes, and uh, it's a grueling uh, match, perhaps uh, many say the most grueling in pro wrestling, so I can't see it uh, going much longer, even considering the Physical conditioning of King Kong Bundy and Hulk Hogan. I can't see it going longer than 25 minutes.
2: All right, uh, very good. Uh, we have one more from uh, from LA, if we may, uh, Steve Herbert, Stephen Herbert. We didn't. What did uh, Steve go to the men's room? What do we do? We've lost the guy. Okay, uh, Vince. On that note, uh, I think we'll go back to you in New York.
6: All right, well, before you do that, let's take it to uh, Gorilla Monsoon and the vocal bunch out there in uh, Chicago. They have lots of questions. Let's go to Gorilla Monsoon.
1: Gentlemen, please, step right up to the microphone, ask your question, identify yourself. Uh, This is Jim Rose from Channel 7 in Chicago. The question's for Bill Fralick. Are you really serious about Jesse Ventura? And Ventura didn't seem too anxious to try to take on the big kid from the Atlanta
5: Falcons. Can both of you answer that, please? No, 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 no.
6: Mr. Fralick will answer that, Jesse, thank you.
5: I was perfectly serious about it. And after seeing him in person, I was even uh, more anxious to do something about it. uh, One moment from Jesse. Uh, Let me first clarify something for Mr. Freilich.
7: Jesse the Body Ventura has not retired from wrestling. Jesse the Body Ventura has been hired to keep people like McMahon, Oakland, Monsoon, and the rest of these biased announcers in line. And Freilich... Anytime you want to end your football career, you sign on the dotted line with me, and Atlanta will sorely miss you for quite a few years.
6: All right, well, this is uh, not a one-on-one contest. As we outlined earlier, the, uh, everyone will be in the Battle Royal, and it's every man for himself in there. Uh, right now, let's uh, if we can go back for one more question. Uh, perhaps uh, Gene Okerlund in uh, Los Angeles.
2: All right, on the subject of the Battle Royal, I got a rise out of Big John Studd. And Jesse, the body Ventura mentioned earlier on about being named Sports Broadcaster of the Year by the San Francisco Chronicle. As recently as Saturday night, Jesse, I hate to take exception. Hulk Hogan, were you going to add something? Well, you know, me and Gene, I've been
9: sitting back listening to all the gaga going back and forth, you know. I think everybody kind of knows everybody's place and position in all the different situations. But uh, me and Gene, it's no... Uh, Surprised anybody, you are a very good friend of mine, and I'd like to clear the records. Jesse, the body ventura, me and Gene was named the announcer of the year at the Slammies in
2: Baltimore. Th- thank you, Hulk. I appreciate those comments. Uh, <laughs> it was very kind. And uh, talking about being judged by your peers. Yes, your name?
1: I'm Doncha Quirk from the pay per view update newsletter. A question for Lou Duvin, New York, which is my hometown. What do you think of, of Piper's ability as a boxer?
2: All right. Uh, well,
11: like I said at the outset, I've been looking at his tapes. I know what he's all about. I know, and I don't know whether uh, T-Bone knows about it or not, but he has amateur boxing experience. And believe me, if he says he's going to fight the style of Joe Frazier, man, look for an early knockout because, again, Piper will flatten him. That's my style, and I guarantee I can carry that over to Roddy for this fight.
6: All right, unfortunately, uh, we're running out of time, so we would ask that uh, for the, as best as possible, I know some of us had to catch planes, but as best as possible, if the talents could stand by in their respective individual areas and answer questions, we would greatly appreciate it. And those of you in Chicago, we will be holding a series of press conferences, notwithstanding this opening one across the country and Chicago will be number one on the list for the first live press conference after this one.
5: So there
0: you go, man. Like I said, so the NASA Coliseum, part of this paul orndorff versus the magnificent morocco with fuji in his corner ends in a double count out four minutes ten seconds it was all right not a not a great match but at this point orndorff we kind of turned the turn the table and he was a good guy morocco a bad guy with mr fuji in his corner obviously was definitely an interesting development to watch Then we have a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Heel, Macho Man Randy Savage with Elizabeth versus George Steele. This was a match that was entertaining. This was a match that Susan St. James, who was one of the guest commentators with uh, McMahon, was really into. And so, by her being super into it, I was into it, and they uh, it was entertaining. Like, George Steele is not a technical wrestler, and he's not one that was in these long matches, by any means of the imagination. And he was still able, you know, it was a minute longer, five minutes, ten seconds, official time, to get it done. The uh, the presentation was fun. Like, Steel ate a turnbuckle. Savage ends up winning. Jake Roberts defeats George Wells in 3 minutes and 15 seconds. I have no memory of this match. I may have gone to the bathroom and forgotten to pause it. And come back and done a couple of things. And, the, <laughs> like, I just don't have any memory of it. But the Nassau Coliseum portion ends... With a boxing exhibition with Mr. T versus Piper. Piper comes out with Bob Orton and Lou Duva. And Joe Frazier is in the corner of Mr. T. This was entertaining. Back and forth, boxing match. And it ends with uh, Piper getting disqualified. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. This was fun to watch. Piper and T so the continuation of the storyline between WrestleMania one and two, it's been the thing that, you know, people online have gone crazy for long-term storytelling. That's been a thing. People have been just losing their minds about for, for so long now. And this was, this was fun to watch those two definitely i mean it's like almost three times longer than any other match from the coliseum that was televised which was definitely interesting and then we go to the rosemont horizon in chicago illinois we open with mula who at this point has won the title from wendy richter i'm presuming she's fighting velvet mcintyre she wins in a minute 25 We then go to Corporal Kirschner defeating Volkov. Remember what I said about Volkov and his WrestleMania record, man. Volkov loses in two minutes and five seconds. Both of these matches are actually very forgettable. Andre the Giant wins a battle royal that featured wrestlers and NFL um NFL players, both retired and active, which I thought was pretty cool. The concept is cool. They I don't think they would ever do it again. Maybe they would. I don't know. Like WrestleMania 40, man. We're not um you know, all we know for sure that is happening is Cody and Roman and Bailey and EO. That's all we know. Officially. Now, Saturday at um, Elimination Chamber, a couple more matches will be made official. Big time speculation. The tag match. You know, I think that uh, would be awesome. Especially for being there. But, uh, yeah. That was a fun battle royal. It ends, actually, with Andre Eliminating Bret Hart is the final person and Andre wins the Royal Rumble in nine minutes and th- our battle royal in nine minutes and 13 seconds. The main event from Chicago, the British Bulldogs uh, and with Lou Albano and Ozzy Osborne, defeat the dream team of Beefcake and Valentine. Beef, beefcake is uh, still a bad guy as is Valentine, obviously, with Johnny Vallant. For the Tag Team Championships. Again, the main event is the best match of this segment. 13 minutes. Just going four minutes longer than um, the Battle Royal. But compared to the first two matches from here. At 125 and 205. It's drastically and obviously the best match from Chicago. We then transitioned. It was awesome to see Elvira. Elvira. As a guest commentator. I completely forgot that happened. Um, Ricky Steamboat defeats Hercules. Way better match for Ricky Steamboat. Way more entertaining this time around than in WrestleMania 1. That goes seven twenty-seven. Adrian Adonis defeats Uncle Elmer in 3 minutes and 2 seconds. This thing was... What it is to watch two big guys who you know are gonna get gassed out super fast. Adrian carries the match really. He has Jimmy Hart. He was a hugely entertaining heel. Was Adrian Adonis. Like the guy was so he was like a, a first version of Gold Dust. Honestly, he was so good and underappreciated that it it was crazy to think that this guy was and in this period I don't think that um I don't think that he probably I mean I think he got a probably a lot of hate for the character he was portraying, uh, the way people are like outside of his performance. Terry and Haas Funk with Jimmy Hart defeat Tito Santana and Junkyard Dog. This was an 11-minute match that, honestly, boring. I hate to say it, but it was not a great match. Did not entertain me. And it was really there, honestly, as like the supplemental, okay, if you need to go to the bathroom, do it now. Imagining being there live, because coming up next the main event of the whole thing, Hogan versus Bundy in a cage, Hulk wins in 11 minutes. Honestly, this was not a better match than I remember it being because I Hogan notorious for not really going very long um, at this point, you know, when we get to some of his matches later on, I'm impressed by the run, the runtime and his actual ability to tell a story. This was one of those things. He came in, his ribs were all messed up. And, you know, King Kong Bundy is this formidable young, just giant of a guy who is going to mess Hogan up. He is there to mess Hogan up. And, you know, he'll be damned if he doesn't mess Hogan up. And it was back and forth. Ends with Hogan winning. Everyone goes home happy. So now, where are these in the rankings of everything? Obviously, WrestleMania 1 is groundbreaking. WrestleMania 2, I feel like they... It's almost like they tried too hard. They knew they captured lightning in a bottle once. And they were going to do it again with three times the venue. But when you have matches with runtimes of 3 minutes 15 seconds, 1 minute 25, and... 205, 301, like, what are we doing? I imagine that at each of these venues there's more matches that happened maybe before they went on the air. And then they go on the air and they produce four matches on TV from each location. But overall, man, I give in my rankings, my WrestleMania rankings, right now I have... WrestleMania 1 ahead of WrestleMania 2 by by a lot. So with that, man, I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that press conference from way back when. Um, I should actually tell you the date of the press conference. I think that would be Uh, cool to remember that press conference took place march 4th 86 so there you go i think that uh we will do these as much as possible i can you know i'll put stuff together as much as i can find when we get to the older ones we may do um you know before the show and after the show post press conference if I can find that but it's all just a matter of what I can find and put together to accompany these shows so thank you for listening hope you enjoyed like I said and let's get ready for Wrestlemania may the stars
10: light your way throughout all your journeys may the stars light your way Throughout all your days May
12: you see all the world Systems, stars and planets May the stars light your
1: way And see you safely home Did you like that?